Hi, this is Lisa Hazard with We're All Psychic. And sorry, it's been about a week since we've had any new podcasts. A lot of people have been sick, uh, and there's just been stuff going on. You know how it is. I'm sure it's going on for everybody like that right now. We're all stopping and we're all going. Kind of confusing. I'd like to let you know about a new guest who is coming to the show. I hope to be interviewing Sheila the angel lady. You've heard me talk about her before if you've listened to the podcast. Uh, she's going to be talking to us. Uh, I think we're meeting on Zoom on Tuesday at 3, my time, or her time. I'm not sure. We better straighten that out. And we will have to just, I just can't can't wait for you guys to meet and listen to Sheila. I've known her for many years. Um, I did describe how I first met her in a different podcast. I just slightly touched on it. I can't remember how into detail I went, but I am on Facebook and I also, I think I've mentioned that I make sterling silver jewelry, gemstone jewelry, and I usually, uh, make sales to rock hound communities or metaphysical communities which is uh, the two reasons I make the jewelry. I love rocks, and I love rocks for metaphysical reasons. And I, you just, you, how can you hate a rock? They're everywhere. They're wonderful. They're a gift. In the fall of 2017, I was selling, I think, some rings, most likely, on um, a rock hound group, and I was auctioning some. And this woman named Sheila, I think she had bought a ring from me before, but she won the auction. And the way it worked back then was after she won the auction, I would write her a message on Facebook Messenger, or whoever bought one, and then we'd arrange for a PayPal invoice, etc. Some of you may know about that selling on Facebook. And uh, we got to talking. We both loved animals. She said something we, I can't remember how. Well, first of all, we talked about how much we love rocks. We both love crystals and gems and rocks. And... Um, I don't know how we got talking about it, but I told her, I mean, just, uh, we connected really well, and I told her about my cat Morgana. Uh, Morgana, as you might know, is my spirit guide cat now. <laughs> but um, then she was very sick, and she, I told Sheila about this, and Sheila says that she can send healing. And I do believe in this kind of thing, alternative healings, and like my friend April, who does Reiki, she was getting very good at that and around that time. And uh, I was open to anything that would help Morgana because she was just very weak and um, she had tumors and they were making it so she couldn't walk. And at this point, she was on a table, an end table on the second, on the bottom, you know, like a little cubby hole on the bottom of the end table where a cat would sit. And she was just sitting there. But she, just, she, she couldn't stand up. She couldn't walk. And um, Sheila offered this and I said, well, okay, how does it work? And she says, well, you just put your hand on her side and I'll send it through you to her. And I asked what it was. And she says, it's angel healing. And I said, okay. I, I didn't know what to think about that. You know, I, I would never had an experience with an angel that I was aware of at that time. And I wasn't really sure if angels were actually a real thing. I'm always open to what might be out there. And unless I've experienced it, I'm not going to say yay or nay, hardcore either way. And in this case, uh, I put my hand on Morgana's side, and on the Facebook Messenger screen, I, I saw Sheila write sending. And I felt like, I, I don't know how to explain it. 
that's that's always the hard part always the hard part so often with this stuff felt just this like really i guess you could say if you want to put a color to it like a bluish white feeling of light coming through me and into morgana and but more than that i felt morgana's heart i felt morgana's soul i felt her essence of what i would what it seems like would be exactly what that would feel like and then i saw her say sent on facebook messenger and i took my hand away and i was just oh, i mean i was kind of in a spell i was like hypnotized almost by this experience but not not like a not like a deep state hypnosis or like a literal hypnosis but i i was just so in the moment like i just and for an hour and a half afterwards i just felt her and felt her but the most amazing part at that time was within a minute morgana sat up and within five minutes she started grooming and she hadn't groomed in a week and she loves to she loved to stay beautiful she loved to be just princess and gorgeous so bathing you know not being able to bathe was hard for her and that was and she just purred and she looked so happy and that was like one of the last really good days she had because of sheila and sheila also taught me about yes the angels are there and yes they are very helpful and they do love you so when i do have sheila on the show i hope to ask her lots of questions about how this came about how this happened uh, i know some of the stories but I want her to tell you. I think you're going to really, really, really love it. I just love it. How can you not? I'd like to transition into something a little different. Uh, it's a drizzly night here in Alabama, and my husband and the boys are watching uh, Midnight Meat Train, I think. I think that's what it's called. It's a good one. It's a classic. <laughs> and uh, I'm recording, and I was thinking about a lot of stuff and things that's real detailed isn't it yeah i'm always talking about we need words there's lots of words for stuff and things but uh, uh, uh they're lo they're elusive for me right now and i pulled some tarot cards and i do read tarot i love tarot and i have a deck i made myself that i'm going through print versions of right now and it's of all my hazard cats uh, my cats that i've had uh since i've been with mikey and before and uh, one from when I was a childhood is in the cards. <laughs> I guess they were always in the cards. And this this time I, I had gotten a print done through a company called Vervante. I think that's how you pronounce it. And this deck is borderless, which is what I had really wanted after I had the first deck printed at Office Depot. And later I did another deck through MakePlayingCards.com. And... Um, they had a standard size, so I had to put a border on it. I changed it up a little bit. So this one's great. This is a deck that shuffles like cards, and it's borderless. So, so far, I'm very happy I had to adjust a few. So I ordered some more, uh, another deck after reformatting a few of the images. And I'll let you know how that turns out. But these cards, I really, really love tarot cards. I'll tell you what, um, they're telling me things to talk to you guys about, maybe, possibly. And that's what I was asking. What, what should I do a podcast about? What do people want to know? And the cards say they want to know what's hidden. They want to know the secrets. They want to know where, what happens when I'm not feeling well. What happens when I'm 
unbalanced and my psychic energy is off. And the cards say you want to know about how to get, how do I get in touch with my intuition and how might you? And they also say you want to hear about my love life <laughs> or possibly my sons because they're pretty cute. One or the other. The Prince of Cups. I don't know. Could be just getting to the bottom of things. And um, advice. The, the cards say you want advice on if you're in situations like I'm going to tell you about. Maybe how you can n navigate ups and downs of psychic energy. Well, we can start with the love life. My boys are single right now. Better get them while you can, ladies. And... Uh, Let's see, I am happily married to my second husband, Mikey Hazard, who you have heard in an interview with him, if you've listened to his podcast. We met in October of 1998 and dated for a little bit, and then we went our separate ways. Years later, I went to Phoenix, maybe about two years later, we went to Phoenix, and I studied audio at the Conservatory of Recording Arts and Sciences in Tempe. And I uh, lived in Mesa, and I had my own apartment. It was very hot in Phoenix, and I did get married while I was there. And uh, that marriage was it just didn't work out. We were really close for a few years and just drifted apart, lost similar interests. And uh, he ended it, and I moved home, and I'm really glad I did. I think it wasn't right for either of us, but at the time, eh, you know how things are at the time and how you look back at them. So that's also kind of transitioning into talking about when my psychic energy is off, when it's when it doesn't feel good. It's kind of like being sick. You know, your body got cold, you can't breathe well, or you're achy, or you, you, you got a headache, or uh, you got a bum knee. You know, you can, I, I think I can kind of try to relate some of the like physical problems and maybe even emotional problems, like feeling drained and, and feeling tired when you don't want to be tired and, you know, being an, you know, anxious, like the, the mental states or, or a mental state or emotional state of just despair or, or depression or anything like that. Um, physical, you got your mental and you got your emotional and you do have your energetic. And that's what I believe. So when my energy's off, it feels like I'm sick, I guess you could say, but I don't know any mm, diagnostic terminology for that. <laughs> guess we'll have to make one, make some, make lots of them. And of course, I just had a little insight. Um, if you can tell, the audio might sound a little better. <laughs> I forgot to put my input on my microphone. And I recorded with the computer audio. So this will be fun to edit. <laughs> Challenge for my uh, education back when I was 29, 28, 27. And career, too. I did run sound out west, and I ran sound in Alabama. I, in Alabama, I ran sound for bands, like rock bands, traveling indie bands. In Arizona, I ran sound for churches. I, I was working at a Catholic church for a very long time, or for me, a long time at that age. And then I worked at a Methodist church running sound. These were big churches. It was a big city. And I was not used to it. I had been traveled I traveled to a lot of big cities, but and I had family in Philadelphia and my brother lived in New York at one time. And um 
I, I, I guess I should go back to the love life thing, huh? So when I met Mikey again, uh, it was 2008, and it was December 26th. He invited me over to a party at his house, an after-Christmas party. And it was like the minute I laid eyes on him. I said, oh, yeah, I can I can do all this again, and I will happily do all this again. And this time it will be different and better. And it was great. It still is great. <laughs> I love that man. Um, so what do I do when my psychic energy is just off? Well, I kind of feel that way today. So there's a few things I've tried. I complained. That always makes me feel a little better. Tell my husband, oh, I don't feel good, and he'll sympathize with me. Oh, it makes me feel better. I'll tell my sons I'm not, you know, don't have my juju is what I say. Mm, not feeling good. They all kind of know what I mean. You know, they're used to me talking about stuff like that, but I don't make it like, you all have to talk about juju. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, <laughs> uh, you know I, I, if they're curious about it, I'll tell them about what's, what I'm experiencing in um, the best way I can. But it does affect other people, too, if, like I think, we are all psychic. They are all psychic. So if my energy doesn't feel very healthy or balanced, there's a good chance that if I'm around my husband for too long and his mood is balanced, that mine might start evening out and his go downhill. Now, you guys might have had this happen in your relationships before, where, I say, you're your wife comes home from a bad day at work and you tell her, uh, you know, you make dinner and you do all this stuff and you're really lifting it and oh, you, feel, you just start to, you just don't feel good anymore. And she's, she's starting to kind of like loosen up and stuff, but you're just not even wanting to finish making the dinner and all this. So it's like, that can be like an energy, like take on the sickness and, and it can be correlated to people taking on like phantom illnesses as in health-wise, physical health-wise, if someone they know is sick, they might have, like, sympathy pains, empathy pains. Like, if your husband had back surgery, maybe your back might start hurting, too. Stuff like that happens, and this could be a possible reason as far as moods and energy levels and how they change. So I asked my tarot cards how I should start to talk about my own experiences with when my energy isn't right, when my energy is unhealthy. And I drew the King of Cups. Well, actually, that was a bottom deck card, and I picked it up, and it was upside down. Mm, who flipped that deck? I didn't flip that deck upside down. <laughs> um, and the King of Cups is always my husband. So, well, I think they just wanted to let me know he's there. And also, the King of Cups in Tarot can... Sometimes I think of him as the empathy instructor. And then I drew the page of cups inverted, and that's usually overwhelming emotions. And a message of, 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 of fear and sadness. And um, coming to you if you were to divinate. But for me, it's advice to talk about that, those feelings when I was younger. I don't have them much anymore, but the feelings were related to the energy. That's what I want to get to while I talk about this. 
So when I was around 12, a lot of my emotions became too overwhelming and I just suppressed them. And I was using energy to feel other people's emotions. I think when I look back at it, that's one way you could look at it. I didn't know what to do with what was going on because it wasn't something that was common mainstream or in my life or culture. We didn't have the internet. It was the 80s. It was the 90s um, in Alabama. And it's different then. <laughs> hey, things change really fast, don't they? Yeah. And now it's not like that. But I felt very different from other people. And I was ashamed. I, I was just, I was, there was something wrong with me and I had to hide it because of these sensations and feelings I had. Because I felt things with energy too and I didn't know how to express that. I didn't know how to fix that and I didn't know if it was a problem or if I was just a problem myself or I didn't know what it was. I would think about it, I'd journal. This is more in going up until about 22 or so. I mean, I wrote, I wrote, especially in my high school years, wrote all the time. I found writing anything out in whatever came to mind, and I just let myself go with my pencil or pen in my diary. I had tons of diaries from all those years, and I would just pour it all out, just every little thing. And it was like, afterwards, it was just, just the best feeling. I would read them back, and uh, it's funny, because I'd read them back, and I'd think, oh, that was a good day. But other times, I would read them back and think, I remember that being a good day, but it actually wasn't. You know, that's kind of going a little bit further back, where further back where I was mentioning um, looking at memory, like how t time flies. Ah, you know, you remember it hasn't been that long. <laughs> and also, I did start playing music. Expressing energy is often done in creative ways. And that's why I've liked to interview a lot of people who are actively creating. People who are artists and musicians, and um, as well as healers who are also creative. They're creating something else. And people who, like, create their empires, create one little goal just to get through to the next day. You too. I guess the best way to say what I'm trying to say offhand is I think energy is at the root of creation and destruction and how those things not only conceptually occur, but 
actually occur. Oh, the suspense. I uh, recorded blank air while I tried to remember exactly how to phrase what I was trying to off-the-cuff thing say. Because off-the-cuff is like a word that just throws you off the cuff. <laughs> I think I've said off-the-cuff too many times now. Um, yeah, I was embarrassed a lot as a kid. I was embarrassed uh, of everything was embarrassing to me. Um, I can't explain how or why exactly. I just didn't want to be uh, noticed. I didn't want any attention. It embarrassed me. I, I would flush. I would shake if I had attention on me. And looking back at that, that was about energy. You know, I didn't know how to handle the attention. Attention's a good word for an expression of energy work. Someone gives you attention. Um, if you're a musician, you, you, you give attention to your audience and they give it back to you. Um, so for me, it, that was kind of like what I didn't want to do as far as well, going back to doing music. I didn't like that part of it, but I didn't want to just have anyone's energy all mixed up in mind because it was sure, but that's not how I thought of it. I just thought there was something wrong with me and I was scared of these people. But was that the truth or is how I look at it now the truth? Hey, there's a mystery in here. Um, then at the time I would get to the root of what was wrong with me. You know, what's wrong with me that I feel this way? Is there something wrong? So it doesn't feel good and that means there's something wrong. It didn't feel good to be scared a lot. It didn't feel good to be intimidated and to physically react when somebody just like a teacher singled me out to ask me a question in class and uh, it wasn't so much what will they think it was just just I don't know that's the only thing to think of I was like kind of is like what will they think but that's not really it's like how will they feel or I do they I don't even know I guess I tried to explain it to myself in my, my diary that way and when later when I was older I tried to express it I think the it was like I just didn't know what to do with the energy because I hadn't been presented with that as an option of how I'm experiencing things. So it was really overwhelming. And if any of you have been through that or are going through that or have a child who might be experiencing something like that, definitely, you know, ask their doctor to look into that too. Other ways to expand their way of thinking about anything that may be bothering them. But when I got older is when I started really talking about these experiences the best I could. Hmm. And they were always from the point of view that something was wrong with me. But now I don't think there was anything wrong. It just was what it was. I like to think now if I were to shape that narrative, it was a learning experience. Because that's what, now I feel like everything is. At the time, it felt like uh, nothing ever changed. It was always like that. But I remember being a kid, and it was different. Um, I think I thought the problem was with me because I couldn't figure out what else the problem could be. Really, I'm like, I really do try to just to get to the root of things. That's what the Prince of Cups a lot of the time is about for me. 
going back to the tarot card as advice for a conversation. But I did. I always tried. I never really could. And until I started reading about stuff like empathy and empaths and spirit guides, I think the thing that led me there was a starseed quiz on the internet. But no, those time life books affected me. But I, I thought if I couldn't do those squiggly lines, I, I'm definitely not a psychic. I mean, you know, I can memorize the palmistry. That's easy. If, you know, that was cool, though. <laughs> it was magical, but it seemed to make sense. I think because I thought it would, it did. So in the middle of feeling that way, confused, there were times when I really got to express and work with the energy, such as writing in my journals or when I got older and I played music. And I love to hear from people who are creators of any any kind of art. So many things that psychic readings and so many things that paranormal community and witchcraft community believe as far as and what they think's really going on. Philosophy. What's the truth? What's your truth? Everybody's got so much information. If we could put it all together pieces and pieces, you know, and really examine them. Something interesting might come of it. But to write that narrative now, I guess I'd say um, it was worth it. At the time, I didn't know. I didn't know the, whatever journey I was on and didn't know what it was worth. Yeah, I didn't know what I wanted. I didn't know what I was looking for or I didn't really want to look. I just wanted to rest or have a good time. And I really did enjoy the good times I had. Um, I highly recommend, if you want a recommendation, is to find an outlet, a creative outlet. Anything, you know, those idle hands, uh, those idle hands will get your mind in trouble. And then, and then everything goes from there and your energy. And uh, right now I'm fidgeting with a bracelet I made just for that reason because I was worrying, so I made a bracelet. And now I'm playing with it. Yeah, yeah idle hands don't like the you know, mouse running, but my hands are still kind of, hmm, we got to do something. Uh, yeah, another thing, a lot of people with imbalance and psychic energy, um, I have a little imbalance already today. I just don't feel very well, like I said before, like energy-wise, my energy is just not good. But another thing people experience is a, f like, fidgety kind of feeling. Um, I guess it it's not really boredom. It kind of goes back to it's not really what they think, but it kind of is. It's not really boredom. It's a bit of attention going in a million directions sometimes. And I often talk to other people who do a lot of stuff like I do, do a lot of readings, who work with people almost constantly throughout their day with clients or other people like them who need help about life with the cards with uh guidance with i reach out to other people look can you can you help me with this we talk about business and stuff too and i think that's really important because if you've gone down that dark road of what is creation and destruction and how it's relating to energy it could be a bright road eh, it could just be another road 
but it's an interesting one for me as far as how energy works. Um, I recommend creation over destruction. <laughs> you know, create something, make something, make a thought, make an imagination, make up a story, make up an imagination. You already have one, make up another one. You always used to. Your imagination is so strong. My my imagination is how I have like been able to get through so many things. It can be an escape. It can be a way to think things through. It can be a way to gain pleasure in your life. You can daydream. You can write it. You can script it. You can edit it. You know, nobody has to know. It's your brain. It's your mind. Your thoughts. As far as I know, no one can read people's minds except think the AI are getting close. I have an AI conspiracy theory. I'll tell you about it sometime. But, you know, I pulled one last card and they said I pretty much, you know, I should probably wrap it up. I got the Princess of Wands and uh, she always meets her goal and she, she's saying, hey, you need to, you met your goal. Relax for a minute. Besides, April might get in touch and uh, April is my Reiki healer dearest friend. And we hope to do a podcast together tonight. So I've got my fingers crossed it might happen. I'm so excited. That does cheer me up a lot. I tell you what. And um, thank you for listening. And if I helped, I'm very glad. I just started a Patreon page. It's uh, under my name, Lisa Hazard, I think. Oh, goodness. Or Reader Lisa on Instagram. And um, working on that. So I'm finding that out. And uh, Akasha and I actually looked into that the other night. And we found that in uh Mikey's uh, sister, Beth, said something about that. So we're looking at Patreon. It's like, oh, that's pretty neat. You know, we can, like, do content there and, like, learn about our people who are listening and reach out. And, like, that's really cool. We can do that, you know. And whew, the world is a very cool place, guys. Promise. Uh, it, it is. <laughs> Promise. Of course, it's, it's real crazy and really, really weird right now. Keep that in mind. Um, everything's pretty weird, and I don't have any advice for that, except, man, <laughs> good luck, go with it, uh, you know, try to keep your attitudes right, but, um, thank you for listening, have a great night.